This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to the show. Ahead, TSN Director of Scouting Craig Button checks in from Switzerland. We'll get his take on the NHL Central Scouting Final Rankings, featuring 54 WHL players. We'll hear from the TSN personality in moments. And the WHL playoffs presented by Nutrien heating up. We'll check in with WHL Player of the Week, Logan Stankoven, after leading his team to series sweeps over the Portland Winterhawks and Vancouver Giants. He put up 12 points in the series against Portland. A Moose Jaw, Winnipeg, that battle heating up. Now into a best of three, following a big Winnipeg victory in overtime in game four. Warriors forward Jagger Furkus will be our guest. And eight WHL players are overseas representing Canada at the IIHF Under-18 World Championships in Switzerland. We'll have more on that. First up. Craig, first of all, thanks for making time for us here, and I hope you're having a, a nice little Switzerland getaway right now. Yeah, it's, a, it's wonderful. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a high-end tournament. We've got some real high-end players. And, you know, we talk about if you want to know what the approach of the NHL is going to look like. I mean, the, the, the star players are here. The first-round picks are here. And that's going to bleed right into the uh, into the World Junior Tournament next year because the kids that are here that will be drafted, they're not going to be in the NHL. So it's just a real great opportunity to see how they progressed and then how they come together as a team. Okay, so let's get your take on NHL Central Scouting. The final rankings featured 54 WHL players. As always, uh, this list is just one of several lists here. But as you look at it, no surprise at the top with Connor Bedard. But as you compare your notes with Central Scouting, does anything jump off the page uh, with you when it comes to WHL talent, Craig? No, we, we, I, I think that people that cover the WHL understood that this year was going to be a really good year uh, for the players coming out of the WHL. I mean, we, we saw that uh, last year when the players were 16 and certainly how they shone with their respective teams. And, and, and they haven't done anything uh, but impress, again, in their draft years. And sometimes players uh, handle that differently. But I think the players in the Western League, you know, that have done a real good job of that. And, you know, there's always going to be different opinions. I mean, the NHL teams all have different opinions. But I think that everybody would agree that there's lots of really good players. There's defensemen, Carson Bjarnason, who I think is the best goaltender in the draft. You know, from Brandon, you have some really slick offensive players. So when you start to look at the draft overall and you start to look at who you could choose from, what you see is some real quality. Now, a couple of players here that I wanted to get your thoughts on. Uh, Samuel Hanzek just looks so NHL-ready at number nine amongst North American skaters. He played with the Vancouver Giants this year. Maybe a shorter playoff run than what Vancouver was looking at, but see a big six-foot-four Slovak that has a lot of tools. There's no question that he has those tools. And you, you watch him up close, you, you know, he's big on the wall, goes to the net, he can make plays. And, you know, you think about how Slovakia hockey has really taken some real significant strides. They had the first pick last year with Slovakia. Dalibor Dvorsky is going to be a first-round draft pick. Hanzik's going to be a first-round draft pick. So Slovakia hockey is, is really good. And, and, and Hanzik, I think there's a couple of things that really benefit Samuel. Number one, you know, he's playing in, in, in a league that, you know, plays to his strengths. Like, you know, he, he's not just skilled. He's also got power to his game. And then, you know, being able to adapt to the North American game, the smaller range, under the guidance of Mason. I mean, those are the things. We're projecting players, and the NHL teams are projecting players. And knowing that he's in, he's in that development phase and really, you know, handling it quite well, 
coming over and playing in the Western Hockey League and then taking the coaching of Mike Dick. I mean, that gives NHL teams a lot of confidence in being able to say, this is our guy, this is the guy we want to select. I want to ask you about another one you're seeing there firsthand. That's Lucas Dragasevic, the defenseman who, in his uh, WHL draft year, actually switched from a forward to a defenseman, and maybe that's why we see the offensive instincts. But he plays in, in Tri-City, and uh, NHL Central Scouting has him at number 18 in North America. Yeah, you know, Lucas played at this tournament last year as a 16-year-old, and then he didn't make the Holinka Gretzky team. And, I, I, you know, some players, you know, uh, maybe the expectation is, is they'd be on that team. But, you, you know, you got the best uh, 17-year-olds coming out to, to compete for a spot, and Canada dominated that tournament. But for Lucas, I think one of the most impressive things is, is his game. He's always had this offensive ability. His game has been rounded out. He's better defensively. He's worked on his game to be really well-rounded. And, you know, here's somebody now that comes back to this tournament and comes back to this team, uh, you know, full of confidence, but also with a, with a real significant improvement in his overall game. I mean, he scores a fantastic goal against Germany in, the, in game two with the, uh, at the end of the game championship. His game has got more command on the blue line. And, and again, I go back to the NFL team. You're looking for players that are improving and working to improve and, and applying it. I, I think Lucas has done a, a, a tremendous job of that. I mean, his 75 points in the Western Hockey League this past season was not an accident. And, you know, you look at Tri-City, they, you know, they don't have a lot of support around them. They're, in a, they're a team trying to build their, their program, and certainly he's going to be a big part of it. But what he did this year was really, really impressive. Great stuff. Now, Craig, when it comes to the goaltending side of things, uh, of course, we've seen a little bit of some some light years uh, in the WHL, but right now the number one ranked uh, goaltender uh, in North America, according to Central Scouting, uh, is Carson Bjarnason of the Branded Wheat Kings. Again, first-hand look at him. Uh, I've seen him once. Uh, he just has that look to him, right? Uh, what do you see in, in Carson Bjarnason? It's really a, a great story there in Branded. The first time I watched Carson play, you, you see this great composure in the net, along with that excellent athletic ability. And, and for a 17-year-old goaltender, he's got this technical acumen, and certainly that's something that you always have to work on as a goaltender. I always say goaltenders are like pitchers. You know, when you're young, pitcher can throw the, the, the ball 95 miles an hour, but you got to learn how to pitch. And, and a goaltender at a young age, you know, he can have these athle- uh, the, the athleticism and he can move quick, but he's got to learn how to goaltend. And I, I think Carson's a little bit advanced in that regard. He, he's so smart in reading the play, anticipating the play, knowing where the next challenges are coming from. His athleticism is outstanding. And, you know, I've, I've compared him at the same age to Jake Ottinger, the Dallas Stars. But Justin Pogge, who is here working with the goaltenders with Team Canada at the under-18 challenges, he said, you know, he reminds me a little bit of Terry Price. Well, I mean, Jake Ottinger is a real top-notch goaltender in the NHL. We know what Terry Price has been. Uh, that's two different opinions, but using pretty high-end uh, comparable uh, NHL goalies as, uh, as somebody that uh, uh, Carson resembles. So I, I, I think that he has everything you need to be, and, and, and I want to emphasize this, a workhorse number one goalie. And finally, you're overseas right now covering uh, that tournament for TSN. You'll be in Kamloops as TSN, uh, now the rights holder for the Memorial Cup presented by Kia. Uh, You have to be looking forward to that tournament and some of the powerhouses we could see for that 10-day event. The quality of team and the quality of player 
that will be on display in campus. Every single of those, every one of the four teams is going to have a chance to win the Memorial Cup, which is one of the most prestigious trophies in, in, in hockey in the entire world. Well, we can't wait, and uh, great catching up with you over in uh, in Switzerland, as our phone line would indicate here overseas. Uh, great job with what you're doing, Craig. You have a lot of respect out there, and uh, your information and your knowledge is is top notch. So enjoy uh, Switzerland. We look back to look forward to having you back over in in Canada for the Memorial Cup here at the end of May. Thank you very much. Really looking forward to being Cowboys for the Memorial Cup. From the drop of the puck to the Ed Chanel Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Eight WHL players are representing Canada at the 2023 IIHF Under-18 World Championships underway in Switzerland. Hockey Canada announcing the roster. Seven WHL teams are represented. The Kelowna Rockets represented by two players on the roster. Forward Andrew Crystal named one of the alternate captains, as well as defenseman Caden Price. Goaltender Carson Bjarnason of the Brandon Wheat Kings is on the squad. Defenseman Lucas Dragasevic of the Tri-City Americans. Carter Yakumchuk of the Calgary Hitmen, plus forwards Berkeley Catton of the Spokane Chiefs, Ty Halliburta of the Vancouver Giants, and Tanner Howe of the Regina Pats. Congratulations and good luck. This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. The Seattle Thunderbirds will host the opening two games of the Western Conference Championship Series. They've gone through the playoffs undefeated so far at 8-0. Head coach Matt Odette likes his four-line attack. Every line's dangerous. Every line can hurt you, and you know that's gonna that's gonna be really nice moving forward with with matchups and things like that. And Odette happy they've taken care of the opening two rounds in the minimum amount of games. Yeah, I think uh, being efficient is important. You know, the less games, the less kind of wear and tear throughout the the process is important. And you know, we're we're happy to. You know, we've, we've earned some rest and get ourselves ready for the next round. Forward Colton Dock, nine points so far in the playoffs. The, the chemistry is kind of coming together, and you know, part of that is just having fun. And, and you know, I think as a, as a line, you know, we have a lot of fun out there, and we just want to play the game. Thunderbirds set to make their second straight trip to the Western Conference Championship Series. It'll open next Saturday, April 29th at the Showware Center against the Kamloops Blazers in a rematch of last year. The Western Hockey League Player of the Week. The Kamloops Blazers, hosts of this year's Memorial Cup, presented by Kia, are now into the WHL's Final Four. Coming off series victories over Vancouver and Portland, Blazers captain Logan Stankoven has put up 21 points in eight games. I spoke with the Dallas Stars prospect. With the WHL Player of the Week and off to the Western Conference Championship Series, Logan Stankoven, 12 points in the series against Portland. You take care of it in four straight. That's got to feel good to move on. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, after seeing Seattle uh, beat Prince George in four, um, you know, a little bit extra rest time doesn't hurt, right? So it was nice to close the series out as, as fast as possible again. And um, I give Portland a lot of credit. They battled and uh, we were able to kind of weather the storm there. So it was nice to, to finish it off. You never trailed in this series, which is uh, pretty incredible when you think about it here. Why did you guys, you know, seize control from these games to start? I think a, a big start for us was key. Um, we were always ready to go from each game, so it was nice to, to get a lead, and um, they always came back with, with an answer for us. So, uh, you know, it's always key to get that, that first lead and then uh, kind of go from there. 
your teammate Olin Zellweger capped it with a six-point night to actually tie you for 12 points uh, in the series. But uh, what can you say about your defenseman back there? Yeah, he's uh, he's been lights out for us all year ever since coming over in that trade. And uh, every time he touches the puck, uh, something uh, special seems to happen. So he's just one of those players. And, uh, yeah, uh, it was on full display tonight. Talk about the the playoffs. You're 8-0. The Blazers haven't done this since 1984. Go undefeated through the first two rounds of the series. Uh, obviously gets a, a lot tougher now, but what a, what a great opening two rounds. Yeah, it's been really great for us. And, um, you know, we have a special group of guys here and um, something that uh, uh, it's going to be a special group. And so hopefully we can uh, get the job done here against Seattle. And, um, you know, we kind of kind of have a sour taste in our mouth from last year. And um, there's no lack of motivation for us. Your top line, you know, you guys got to go in in this series with Caden Bank here and Matthew Semenoff. You guys, at one point, you were in on nine straight goals, which is pretty incredible. Uh, but you guys seem to, you know, want to get this series over with and get the week before you take on Seattle. Yeah, it was a really good series for, for our line. Um, it was nice to, you know, kind of contribute positively. And, um, you know, a big thing for us was making sure that we're not in our own zone too much. Uh, if we can uh, get out of the zone quickly, it gives us more time to, to make plays and do our thing in the offensive zone. And uh, we just kind of tried to keep it simple and uh, worked out well for us. Quick word on Seattle. You were 2-2 two and two against them in the regular season. Each team had a regulation win and, uh, and an overtime or shootout win like you did down in Seattle. And you pointed it out already. It's going to be a tough battle. But just your initial thoughts on the Thunderbirds. Yeah, they got a lot of firepower. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to shut each, each one of those guys down. But uh, I think if we really show up and, and have a good start, that's going to be key for us again. Um, and then if we just stick to our game plan, um, we've, done it, we've done it against them before. So if we can just stick to our game and make sure that uh, if we do get up on them, you know, make sure that we're disciplined, that's going to be a big, a big thing for us. Okay, WHL Player of the Week and off to the Western Conference Championship. Logan Stankoven, congratulations. Thank you. You're listening to the WHL This Week, Radio Edition. The Scotty Monroe champion for the best regular season record, Winnipeg Ice, avoided going down three games to one to the Moose Jaw Warriors in the second round series. Zacho Stopchuk with a big overtime game winner. Here's Zalotti left wing, rink wide, Benson in front, he scores! Winnipeg wins! This series is tied at two! A power play goal, and it's a best of three series coming up. We'll see you Saturday night. Well, Stop Chuck spoke post game on the series tying goal. Yeah, I mean, big relief. Uh, I missed a breakaway earlier in the overtime period, and I wasn't too happy with myself. So to get that one uh, was big for me. How about overall the way your group was able to play here tonight? Yeah, no, I thought I thought for the most part we dominated the game. Uh, we got lulled a couple times, but I think in overtime, uh, I think we really dominated. So. How important was it to be able to have every line jump on the ice in overtime and just continue to put the pressure on Moose Shaw? Yeah, well, we're, we're a really deep team. We trust all, all lines. So, I mean, uh, yeah, we're never we're never at a disadvantage. And uh, I guess we don't feel like we are uh, when, when our third and fourth line's out there. So, I mean, they did a really good job. And I think, uh, yeah, we were just able to get it done. Is, does this feel like a momentum shift type game? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, those overtime games, when you win those, it definitely gives you a little pep in your step for the next game. So, yeah, we're happy, and we're going to take it into the next game. Meanwhile, the Moose Jaw Warriors still feeling like they're in a good spot. James Gallo has more ahead of Game 5 in Winnipeg. 
James Gallo talking with Mushaw Warriors playoff leading scorer Jagger Furkus as you guys get ready for game five in Winnipeg on Saturday night in a series that's tied it to Jagger. Maybe describe to fans and to others what this series is like on the ice. I think it's been an exciting series so far. I think it's been close battle games throughout full six. I think there's been different teams that have taken over the game throughout the course of the game. But moving forward, I think we got to work on a little bit of things and we'll We'll do that going to the next game. Has it been hard off the ice as well? I mean, it's challenging. The playoffs are emotional. They're physically, mentally draining. What's it like been off the ice? It's been not too bad. I think it's the second round, so it's starting to maybe dread on you a little bit, but it's nothing too bad. I think the travel to Winnipeg is not the best, but it's a Western Hockey League, so you got to get used to that. Is it hard managing the highs and lows of a tightly contested series? Yeah, for sure. I think it's something that we're all learning this year. I think... Throughout the series, there's been lots of highs and lows. There's been overtime losses. There's been times where we've been taking it to them. So it's just making sure we're staying even keel throughout the whole game. James Gallo talking with Seattle Kraken prospect Jagger Ferguson. The guys getting ready for game five of their second round series against the Winnipeg Ice. Uh, Jagger for the Bouchard Warriors again. It, it's been a highly contested series uh, for you personally. Uh, how have you elevated your game? You're leading this team in playoff scoring. How have you taken your game to another level? I I think I've just been working a bit harder. I think there's obviously every 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 part of my game I've been working on a little bit, especially in the playoffs. I want to step it up a little bit, and it's I think I've been doing that, so it's good to help the team out. Playing alongside Braden Jaeger and Martin Rice, Savvy, this trio has been very good. It's maybe describe the chemistry and how you guys make each other better. Yeah, I think obviously I wouldn't be able to do what I do without those two. I think they're two really good players, and they work off each other as well, especially Marty. He, he can fly, and he's a big boy, and then Yags obviously does what he does. It's it's a good line, and we're going good right now. James Gallo with Jagger Fergus, Game 5 is Saturday in Winnipeg. Uh, Jagger, it's a tough rink to win in. Maybe give us a quick key to the hockey game for the Warriors. I think our start will be key. I think the last two games, even, even the game we won here, this second one, I think uh, – we didn't have the greatest start, so moving forward, we can uh, get better, get off to them at the start of the game. Your head coach, Mark O'Leary, has talked about the ability to reset and refocus after games and after a tough overtime loss in game four. How do you guys reset and refocus for game five? I think obviously we knew it was a tight checking game, so going to the next one, just make sure we get ready for the start. I think the start of last game would have been a huge difference. It could have been the difference in the win or the loss, but... Obviously, we'll never know, and moving forward, we can just do what we can. Ushaw Warrior, Jagger Fergus, Seattle Kraken second-round prospect. Good luck uh, coming up in Game 5 on Saturday night in Winnipeg. Thank you. 22 teams, one goal. This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. You probably saw some uniquely themed jerseys across the WHL this season, all in the name of some fun and some fundraising. WHL raised nearly $160,000 in support of Children's Miracle Network through the REMAX Presents Nickelodeon Night campaign. From November through March, REMAX Presents Nickelodeon Nights for Children's Miracle Network brought the fun and irreverent energy and characters of some of Nickelodeon's most popular franchises, SpongeBob SquarePants, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Paw Patrol were all featured on WHL Club jerseys this season. And through the auctioning of special themed jerseys and other fundraising initiatives tied to the campaign, WHL Clubs collectively raised $159,532 in support of the Children's Miracle Network. Hey, that's the show. Big thanks to our guests and a shout out to James Gallo in Moose Jaw for his help this week as well. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening.